football is on the way brian that's true there's a game on thursday tonight for the people who actually listen to this on radio free brooklyn at six in the morning as we know as most of our listeners do (laughs) but there will be a game that very evening that's right and it'll be a good game too who do you like bills or bills or rams i don't know everybody loves the bills huh yeah i know which I don't get because, I mean, people also like really like Brian Dable. Right. Yeah, everyone you know? loves the Bills. Yeah. I got to say, Josh see... Allen, quant, you know, analytics, NFL Twitter, very wrong about Josh Allen. They didn't yeah, see very apologies. wrong. <laughs> Haven't heard anybody That's very acknowledge true. that. Scout Twitter. On the other hand, right on the money, Josh Allen. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Josh Allen, point for the scouts. Yeah, Justin Herbert a little bit too, like, you know. Yeah, well, wouldn't it be the other way around with Justin Herbert? Because it was more like in college, the thing about him was his personality. Like he wasn't a, le- a real leader or whatever. That sounds more like a scout type of deal. I guess, but he didn't, he didn't have a lot of production. Um, yeah. But he had this like rocket arm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't remember where everybody came down. (laughs) (laughs) On everybody. Well, I just know that we have neither Justin Herbert nor um, Josh Allen. No, we don't. Why? We don't need them, Scott. We have Daniel Jones. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, before we get to the Giants this week. Uh, This has been sticking in my craw. We need to rehire Dave Gettleman so that he can be fired. The, the more I think about it, that he was just allowed to... I was upset about it in the moment. I only get more upset with time. Right. He got we this, to, like, fond farewell. Yeah, we had today we had to restructure Leonard Williams's contract to make salary cap room not to land a big QB, not to land a stud receiver, to just be an operational NFL football team with a practice squad. Yeah, and now Leonard Williams is going to be his cap hit next year is like thirty two million dollars. <laughs> He's paid like the best player in the league. Leonard Williams, yeah. <laughs> just a oh god! What a journey that this guy got out scot free. Just oh, taking pictures with my family on the field. This is a nice little retirement for me. Absolutely not. Yeah. Even if it's just ceremonial, you need to be fired. Right. He should have been forced, been marched out of the facility. Like no the idea, about he's it. just like, well, j- the job is done. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like I've left us going in the right direction. Right. Mission accomplished. And now it's time to enjoy my retirement, my well funded <laughs> retirement. Yeah. It's outrageous. It's it totally is, outrageous. It is pretty upsetting. With that said, I think. I think we could win on Sunday. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to like, uh, like I, I, I get, like you're already, you're, you're already on the over for the Giants. Mm-hmm. You have some optimism. There's that NFL philosophy guy who whatever is one random dude on Twitter, but one I do happen to think knows what he's talking about. 
he seems high on the Giants. Outside of that, you know, all the beat writers, I don't know if you saw their predictions, all in the like 5 and 12. Yeah. Um, most stuff I've seen has fallen in that window. Um, I don't know. I, I can't get to where, you know, uh, we were talking about this not on the show, but, you know, Bill Barnwell, Robert Mays did a podcast previewing the NFC East. Like, neither of them seemed even to pay any attention to the idea the Giants could be okay this year. <laughs> like, I don't think they entertained the thought that they could be a decent team. I don't know, though. That was, I don't know that that's how I read it, kind of, or interpreted it. I thought that so I think that ultimately their conclusion was a successful season for the Giants is you feel like you have some foundational pieces at both tackles as a pass rusher, you know, maybe a safety with Xavier McKinney and, and the coach and the, you know, the head coach. And you feel good about that and you move forward. And it really surprised me how convinced they both were that if Daniel Jones is like, slightly above average this year there's no way that we're going to keep them yeah well i thought barnwell was more like from a giant fan perspective he definitely was a little more like still having the debate about daniel jones even though he clearly is on the side of like they should move on from him he still seemed to entertain the idea that it's up for discussion whereas mace i felt like was like doesn't like there's nothing he could do that would would or you know that's in the realm of possibility where i agree with you i mean i think it's like, regardless of what you or I might think they might do, there's the, the fact of what they might do, you know? <laughs> like Right. Well, I just think, like, it really ups- – I was really ultimately really disappointed with that segment because John Maris' name didn't come up at all. And right. I just don't understand how you could have that Daniel Jones discussion without talking about John Mara. Right. Like, I have no doubt Joe Shane would cut Daniel – like – what Mays was saying, I have no doubt that that's precisely what Joe Shane is thinking. Yeah. But it might not be up to him because if John was like, look, he did this and, uh, you know, Daniel, Daniel threw for a couple right. of thousand yards this season and that's yeah. great. Yeah. Let's keep him. And what we've put him through to see him have this kind of season, you know? Right. What a great, just what, it's, what a great right. outcome for our guy. It- inspiring i don't know yeah right so so that's the fear and i don't really understand why they didn't talk about that because that's that's right because that's the only way he comes back it's the only way he comes back because he's not gonna have this crazy season right but i mean if you if, he, if they have the over though like so what's the over under what what is what's the number seven seven like if they win eight games He's got to be pretty good. How do they win eight games and he's not any good? Right. But I mean, I'm saying like how good do you have to be to win eight games that he's, he's also not like good. an all pro. No, I get it. But like, not that good. Not, I agree. Not like I would commit to him, but like if they win eight games, he must've had a pretty good season. Yeah. But I think that he, if, in order for Dable and Kafka to look good, they have to have a pretty good season. Right. And I think that that's what they're going to shoot for. And I'd like to think that it's possible, like, 
because I think I really like Dable. I really liked what I've seen. I like that Kafka's going to call the plays. You know, I do think that they ran the ball a lot more in the preseason than I would have thought, but it worked. Like, the frustrating thing about the previous two eras is we would run the ball. Just we'd run it right into the left guard's ass. Yeah. Like, it felt like we had real productive runs in those preseason games. That's true. I, 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 feel I, mean, like, I don't disagree with that, but, but again, it's like eight wins. Or let's say it's five wins. I mean, five wins does feel more like, like five or six feels more realistic. No, I mean, it certainly feels more realistic. Like it's a bet, yeah. you know, but here, I just want to look up. Uh, I just want to look up the teams last year that won eight games and then who their quarterback is. So last year, the Dolphins won nine games with Tua, right? Um, you know, the Chargers. The Broncos won seven games, exactly. So I'd push on that bet. They had who? Teddy B? But did he play the whole season? Right, but I mean, those teams, don't you think those teams have more talent than the Giants do? That like... Um, yeah, I do. It's hard to imagine this team winning eight games without Daniel Jones being pretty good. Well, I'll also just say that that apparently the Giants have the easiest schedule in the league this year. And that's even that's saying true. that the Giants don't play the Giants. Right. <laughs> so, like, it's one really bad team that they don't have to play. Right. Or they don't get to play, rather. So... I'd say with the easiest schedule in the league, we want Dable to look good. Yes, Daniel Jones would have to play well, and I think it's possible he could play well this season. Like, maybe Dable can really do something with him. Maybe he can make him look like Ryan Tannehill. Right, but then you wouldn't run the risk of the Giants keeping him. I mean, I, yes. I do agree with Mays that Joe Shane seems like a bright guy. Um and it does feel like he won't make a stupid move by quarterback just because John Mara thinks he should. Right. Um, so I think that's fair. Um, that's, I was just really comforted to hear Mays say it. I'm still not fully committed to it because they didn't talk about John Mara, but just hearing somebody I trust say it was like, okay, at least, all right, Maze. Now I can, like, get into the team a little bit. I sort of needed permission to get into them. And I, like, just the discussion we're having was the one I was having with myself in my head, where I'm just like, I can't, I can't get into this team because I know Daniel Jones has to go. And the only way he can go is if we're terrible. Right. But I don't want to be terrible. And I don't want the coach to be terrible. And I think what Mays said basically gave me permission to just be like, okay, I can just get into the season. Like, I can root for Daniel Jones to make the Giants better, but also not like him as a player and hope he leaves and never, ever comes back ever. <laughs> He's going to pull a Julius Randle. He's going to win us all over. They're going to ink him to a big contract and he's going to come back and, and he's going to fumble 
15 times next year. (laughs) (laughs) That's my Daniel Jones prediction. Oh my God. The Giants will be a, a frisky playoff team this year. Daniel Jones will be the talk of the town. Lucrative <laughs> extension. Bring him back. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's sort of what Joe Judge did, right? Like, it like looked like we could go to the playoffs. Right. That one year, even though it, we, we even though we were terrible, it was we like were oh, terrible. We were, but we were like. <laughs> in the race for the NFC East. So maybe we've got something here and then nope, I mean, we've got you nothing. Know, you think of that season, like that one stupid Seattle game where our defense played really well. It looked like maybe yeah. we had found something. Right. If we just took that game out, everybody would have seen right away that this guy was a total failure. Oh my God. I can't believe how bad it got. <laughs> Yeah, it is unbelievable how bad we were last year. Like, the fact yeah. we weren't even higher in the draft is unreal. Like, by the end of the year, we were the worst team I've, like, That's ever what, seen. Right? <laughs> ever seen. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get it. Eight wins is a lot of wins. But, like, think about how many wins we got last year. We, right. had, no, we had no business having any wins last year. Yeah, it's just no business. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, you know, we could get to eight. Right. So we open with Tennessee. You're thinking Ryan Tannehill, still shell-shocked from the playoffs. Derrick Henry, he's a year older. Yeah. Lost A.J. Brown. Lost A.J. Brown. Apparently do not have a very good offensive or defensive line. They picked up Robert Woods. He's coming off of injury. Derrick Henry's coming off of an injury. And he's a year older, and his blocking isn't very good, and his quarterback isn't very good, and he has fewer targets than he used to have. And I think they have two new coordinators. Yeah, you do wonder if Tennessee is like, it's like, guys, I get that, you know, you felt like you caught absolute, like, won a lottery ticket, lightning in a bottle with Ryan Tannehill. Like, you kind of had no choice there. But, like, yeah, could this be the year that it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, you I gotta actually be really good to have him as the quarterback. <laughs> well, I had this. Wait, hold on. I fe- I copied this from some article that I read. Tannehill Tannehill can produce great results with ideal surroundings. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's like that's what he did. But the surroundings aren't ideal anymore. Right. So, you know, so they don't have a very good line. Wink Martindale with all his crazy schemes his exotic blitzes that's right you know our secondary is a weakness but they don't have great receivers and it's you know it's Tannehill. we can get some pressure on them and then no maybe we run the ball yeah you know what i don't want to talk about the giants anymore (laughs) (laughs) they stink like, we should, you know, whatever. Like, we'll see what they, we'll see. Maybe Dable will be good and we can score the ball. That'll be nice. And the season maybe won't be totally painful. But they suck, man. Like, don't, you know, they got a couple guys. We'll see. Joe Shane's probably an idiot. Dable's probably a moron. Like, they're going to be terrible. And <laughs> nothing good's going to happen. But that's my prediction for the season. I think we should okay. talk about the Knicks. 
All right. That's the news, right? Donovan Mitchell, Scott. He's not a Nick. No, he's not. You're right. How do you feel? What what do you feel? Relief. What do you feel in your heart? I feel relief. relief. What? Yes. I feel relieved. Yeah. I feel relieved. I just don't... You know, I was getting annoyed with how all this played out, and then I thought... It was going to be annoying either way. If we got him, it was going to be annoying. It was just become the new crisis. Well, now we have Donovan Mitchell. Why, you know, right. what does this mean? Who's going to play? Who's going to get benched? Why did we keep this guy? Uh, what are we doing? This is no plan at all. World Wide West is ruining everything. You know, if we'd got him, it would have been the same thing, I think. Everyone would have freaked out. And this is just, this is what I wanted to see. Yeah. I want to see how this goes. I agree with you. But once it didn't happen, I was like, am I being a moron? You know, like, have I been being an idiot this whole time? Like, how good are these young players we have? This guy is really good. You know, like, I think sometimes you underrate how good he is. You know, it probably would have been pretty fun. Like, his first game would have been quite exciting. Um, You know, and it came down to literally just, like, one extra first-round pick. Um, I don't know. You start to feel like, am I stupid? Should we have just done that and then figure out everything after that? Like, just get this guy who's at least you've got one guy who you know is championship caliber, like you go from zero championship caliber players to one, you know, (laughs) that's a hundred percent increase. Yeah. And maybe that's, (laughs) you know, like on the other hand, like, yeah, I I do love these kids that we have. Like, I do just want to see them run on the floor together, you know, like um, even if sometimes you're like on Nick's Twitter and you're like, are these guys like every time I think I like one of these players, man, there's 50 idiots who like, how do they talk about RJ? Like, you <laughs> right. know, he's going to absolutely be absolute savior. And I hope so. But like, you know, yeah, right. And there's always that whiff too of like, and if you don't see it, you don't, you don't get know. to join the club. Yeah, yeah. You don't know basketball. Right. You're not a true fan. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I I think we're definitely idiots. I don't even think that's the question. <laughs> but, right, like, he's better than anyone we have. Yeah. If he was on the team, we would be instantly way more exciting to watch. Right. There's no doubt about it. Like, it would be awesome. The right. first night at the Garden would be incredible. Right. The whole opening night vibe, you know, Bing Bong would look relaxed. Right, right. If Donovan Mitchell came out, dropped 50 in his debut with the Garden, and we won. Yeah. There might be cars flipped over in Manhattan. There are just but, some times, too, where you were looking, though, at the team he would have joined. Like, all right, him, Brunson... You know, potentially if RJ's there, Randall and like Mitchell Robinson, you know, and you're like, like, I just think for Cleveland, like they have everything, you know, they put him and now they're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like you look at that team that I just described, it's like, that could be bad. And then totally, oh my God, we gave up the whole world and the sun and the stars. And like, this is kind of clunky. A hundred percent. I mean, absolutely. I I just think this too. 
we missed out on him. Fine. And that's not nothing. It's yeah. disappointing. Certainly. It would have been really fun and it would have been really awesome. I'm not trying to be glib about it, but like there are other superstars. They come available. I wouldn't say all the time, but you know, there's like a rumor one day on Twitter and then three days later, a trade happens in some cases. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So like, you know, again, I'm not trying to act like, eh, what's the big deal? We'll get the next guy. Like, as though it's it's not a big deal. It's still a big deal. We never do it. I get it. But there will be other opportunities. And right now, we just have the opportunity to see the guys we have play out. And that meant we missed out on Donovan Mitchell. And it's not like that's irrelevant. But then we'll get a draft pick someday. Or we'll get a superstar someday. Or not, like we didn't this time. But like, you know, we already have these guys on the team. I'm emotionally invested in them. I want to see what's going to happen. And so now I get to just get what I want to see what happens. Yeah, we do get what we want. Um, Hopefully. I mean, worse would be if we don't get to see them, you know, like. um, Right, right. If Randall just blocks Obi. Like Obi was one guy, is like a guy I just like, we come on, we got to turn this guy loose to see what we've got there. Like, All right, so what do you realistically think is going to happen this season? Like, do you think they're really just going to trot out last year's starting lineup plus Brunson, like Brunson instead of Burks, and it's the same rotation and the same minutes distribution? Like, is that really what you're expecting to see? No. One, I'd be surprised if all those, like, if somebody from the Fournier, Randall, Rose, Triumvirate is not off the team, I would be a little surprised. Um, I do think Grimes, if Fournier is on the team, I think Grimes and Fournier are going to probably flip-flop. You know, I wouldn't be shocked to see that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, the guy that I really don't have any good feel for is Obi and like what Tibbs really thinks about him and how yeah. he views he and Randall. And what does he really think about Randall now? Has he changed anything about how he thinks about him? Um, You know, the thing is, like, quickly, I really want to play more. I think, you know, you see that's a guy the fan base is dying to see more. Like, it's tough to see him getting as much time as you'd really like. Like, they've got Brunson here now. Brunson's going to play a lot. Yeah. Um, Can he play with Brunson? Yeah. Should be able to. And you right. can play with anyone because of his shooting. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to play. I, I mean, he's going to play right. minutes. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried he's not going to play. Um, I, You know, Obi's the guy you're just like, it's hard to know. Um, if Randall's on yeah. the team, what does that mean? Right. I mean, what is going on with the Randall thing, too? Like, where's his head at? Yeah. Where are you at, Julius? <laughs> can you explain yourself to me? Yeah. Yeah. What is a couple spots that feel like, okay, like Charlotte or Phoenix, which has been a little rumblings. Those both make sense to me. Yeah. And just get, just whatever, whatever we get back, we get back. Yeah. If we got to attach something to, like, if we treat it like a, a get rid of, I think that's the right move. Like, yeah. I totally agree. They've got to, I mean, we got to see what Obi's got. We got to, we have to. I, do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's the too flashes excited. have been too much. Yeah, that you know, here's the thing. Weeks, 
do you like at the end of the season there were the stories that Tibbs was having those special practices yeah for you know the kids the young guys I think he knows what he's got yeah I don't know I just I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna go down with the ship with Tibbs but I just trust him he's not gonna totally botch this like he's not stupid yeah I agree but is he just so beholden to that, like the hockey subs and the set minutes, or has that been like, you know, as this team develops, like, do you think he might start to like, or he's yes. committed to that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, look, I'm sure some of it's in his DNA. Like yeah. there are certain things that won't change, but I don't think he's going to, like, I don't think he has any motivation to do anything other than put the best possible team out there that he can get out there. Right. Yeah. I don't think he's more committed to a system than like winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If we need to do this, I'll do it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. They have so many. I mean, it's such an interesting team. Like they have too many good players and not enough great ones. And yeah. it's like, what is Derek Rose going to do? Um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. How much does Obi play? What's this Hartenstein? Hartenstein? What is Hartenson? Oh, that's right. I forgot about uh, that what's guy. What's his deal? Like, uh, how much is he going to play? I guess a decent amount. Um, well, and that's the other thing too, right? Is that it seems like a problem like that's a a weird description for a team to have at this point in the preseason but then all it takes is one ill-timed jump and obi blows something out and then it's a moot point anyway and like oh good like at least we still have randall i guess yeah you know and like it goes like that too right so you know i guess we have depth we do we have yeah depth yeah. Weird depth. <laughs> the 2022 23 Knicks. Pros. Weird depth. <laughs> weird depth. I don't know. You know, it's so hard because it's like everything you read is like so all over the place about the whole process. You know, it's so hard to know what who's in charge of the Knicks and what they're really thinking and what they're really trying to do and like. They offered seemingly every possible combination in this trade, but then they didn't also, you know, like, and they were willing to give up absolutely anybody, but they also, you know, they, they hate RJ. They love RJ. They don't value RJ. You know, they, they want the OB. Tibbs likes young guys and he hates them and everything, you know, it's like all over the place. Um, and so I don't know. And then like their plan, you know, I still, I don't want to be a jerk about it, but like, I still think Jalen Brunson's presence here is like a little strange. And that <laughs> in hindsight, like they should have just drafted a dude. You know? No, I do feel like now that we didn't get Mitchell, that move is way weirder. Yeah, I guess. Um, although at the same time, you know, look, all the people, all like the, the, the crazies on Nick's Twitter, their big thing was like, we don't have a point guard. We don't have a point guard. You know, Elfried Payton was Satan himself. We need a point guard. All right, well, we got a point guard now. It's like, well, 
this point guard at this salary. Worldwide West was at that game. Well, this is crazy. And it's like, but well, we got a point guard now. Like, wasn't a point guard the only thing missing from this group? I, you know, I think we few people feel like we've got a point guard. You know, it's like, let quickly do it. Let's see what we got. Like, Right, that's true. I would have liked get rid of Randall, draft a guy, go into the starting line next year, quickly RJ Grimes, Obi, Mitch. And just right. like do it. Just yeah. let's go for it. And maybe they suck, but like Yeah. Just lean into it. Like pick a direction. I think they're trying to serve too many masters right now. Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately the story of the offseason, I guess, too, right? It's like multiple failures to launch. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's tough. They're going to start to get criticized here. Like, I, I get that. I, and yet, uh, you know, I think their heads and hearts are in the right place, and they, they're trying they're tr- they're trying to not get boxed in. They don't want to make a move that doesn't make them a contender that they can't undo, right? Like... Yes. They are desperately trying to just keep doors open. While, yeah. But they don't want to just fully tank. Um, right. And I, Which, you know, I, I don't think it's the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better than, I guess, yeah. like just hating everybody. I know. I know. You know, like at least I care about guys. Right. There yeah. have been some Knicks teams where I did not care about anybody on the team right i don't know so i gotta give them that yeah yeah i do think they got a little it's a little unfair because they got a little derailed because of the julius randall miracle like i think they had a plan to just start to just do the draft and build the team and then you know in year one they're the four seed and he's you know second team all nba right (laughs) Absolutely. All of us were hoodwinked. Right. By Randall. I mean, it's, totally. I mean, if they if this had happened one year earlier, they make the trade because they think it, right. this makes them a contender. And Absolutely. Like, would have, everybody would have been applauding. That's so true. They've got Julius Randall, they've got RJ, they've got Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Oh my God, they're gonna be amazing. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Yeah. Rand- I was Randall. Randall just screwed us. He did. He really like. I don't know. It was he like- screwed us, and then he had the audacity to be mad at us, Brian. Uh, that thumbs down. That just pierced. That went right into your heart. And just it just right. Z- in- <laughs> it did. It did. You took that hard. The thumbs <laughs> down. I'll give you a thumbs down. <laughs> You think you give me a thumbs down? <laughs> oh my god, I do! I do give you a thumbs yeah. down. You know, the other thing about the Knicks is you're so right, and they do deserve some slack for that. And I also think they deserve some criticism. It just would have done themselves a huge favor if it didn't get reported that World Wide West took his shirt off in a meeting. Right? <laughs> just like I think that that's sort of like the Bieber boat. Right. It's just that right. was what? un. <laughs> right. Just why did that have to happen? It probably didn't impact anything, but just knowing that it happened, it... <laughs> why did it have to happen? It's true. 
it's just though like right and leon rose is like super weird you know like yeah he is in like one he doesn't do interviews and i thought it was like a kg strategy but then you finally see him get interviewed by the msg network and you're like oh it's just because he's like weird (laughs) (laughs) which i don't get either Right. Because you'd you'd have to be charismatic to be like an agent, He's right? Like a super agent. He has yeah. no personality. I know. It makes no sense. Like he's not like Ari from freaking Entourage, you know? He's right. like, got no charisma. Right. No charisma, but he also like doesn't put me at ease. Right. He makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. He has like a reptilianness so to himself too, doesn't he? Like, who is this guy? And like, what are <laughs> we doing? And then you hear all these crazy stories, right? But then there's like Brock Aller, who's like the genius, right? Know, who's making these and, decisions? Yeah, I know it's true, and it's what's what's scary is like this is the most functional they've been in forever, right? The best. I mean, <laughs> this is the only group they've had that wouldn't make this trade. Interesting. That's enough. so true, yeah. right? Yeah, it's so true. I know. I mean, maybe maybe Phil Jackson wouldn't have made it because he would be like, he doesn't play the triangle offense, whatever is. For <laughs> <laughs> whatever reason, he wouldn't have liked Donovan Mitchell. Right. He scores too many points. God. Oh, my God. That's the best thing the Knicks have done in their entire history was be the vessel for destroying the reputation of Phil Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> really turned the tables on him. Really did, like- though. Yeah, I know. He was terrible. He did terrible, and he had to just oh. shut on up. And like the triangle just seemed ridiculous. And like, just like whatever, dude. Right, <laughs> right. He could have left it if you just left it be. It could have been legendary. Instead, right. it just turned into a joke. Right. right. Yeah, it's, that's so true. So I've been thinking, as worked up as I get about the Julius Randall thumbs down. I don't know that there's much I do in our adulthood that irritates you as much as when I criticize Ryan Day, the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> what is it about? What is the skepticism of Ryan Day? I just don't get it. I don't know. Just who is this guy? He's the head coach of your team who's been <laughs> unbelievably successful. Like, I don't What? What can he do? Okay, my feelings on Ryan Day are, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting he's not a good coach, but I do think it's simply the truth that he inherited a Ferrari that he's driven competently, certainly, but nonetheless, a Ferrari. I see these programs aren't like that anymore, though. Like it's not like that, dude. If a Mick Saban left Alabama, I would not be on cruise control. Like, you no, know, like Florida, I get it. Urban Meyer left Florida, man. They didn't, didn't, you know, who would have guessed that that job, like Pete Carroll leaves USC, you know, it, it, the coach, the next coach is important. And he has not only carried the torch, you might argue, I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's elevated the program. You know, even even above where it was when Urban Meyer was there. I think a lot of that's true, and that's definitely a fair example. But I think there's also been a lot of other shifts with college football that, 
like all those examples are good and they're not even from that long ago when you're talking about Pete Carroll and Urban Meyer leaving Florida and and all that. And you're right, that happens all the time. I do think if Saban left Alabama, well, they certainly wouldn't be as dominant as they are. They would not be perennially just like pencil them into the national title game every single year. But I don't, I feel confident enough that he's built a solid enough foundation there that it's not going to be allowed to just go to the toilet. I, I agree. I just don't think it's a, I think people underestimate the extent they could get it a little wrong. And then in three or four years, you know, you're be talking irrelevant. about Alabama, yes. like, yes, you know, <laughs> You're like, 100% how did right. he do it? How, did, how does anybody how did he get these guys to go there? <laughs> right. Um, you know, Florida State. I just think there's a lot of them where, like, I, I agree yeah. with you. I agree in Ohio State, but it's one of them. But it's not so easy, you know? And, like, look at, you know, how much trouble Jim Harbaugh has had really bringing Michigan back. Like, Yeah, that's true. All right, look, I, I, that's all fair. I get it. And maybe that's unfair of me. I just think it's a fact that he took over a strong program, but you're right. It's, it's That's not all there to I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I think that I really didn't like the way he handled some stuff against Clemson a couple times where it seemed like late in the game he was not – quite the way he had been at other points in the game. Like, I think he tightens up in tight situations. And look, here's the thing, right? Ohio State fans are obnoxious because we'll start nitpicking guys like Ryan Day. And I get it, but just how the way college football is, is like we play like three real games a year, barring some ridiculous upset. It's like right. Michigan and the playoffs. And so those are the things that really matter. He hasn't won a national title. He beat Clemson. I think last year was his best year. He beat Clemson, and then he goes in to play this juggernaut Alabama team. And then, of course, like Justin Fields was hurt, had that broken rib. That wasn't last year, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, two years ago. But I will also say we lost to Michigan. Then we were getting smacked around in the Rose Bowl until the fourth quarter, and C.J. Stroud just went bananas. And then we came out and we had some real trouble with Notre Dame. And I, here's what bothered me about the Notre Dame game. I think that it was – Notre Dame was really – they did a good job, but it was pretty obvious they were telling us exactly how to beat them. Like, you're going to have to run the ball. We're not going to let you just throw it. And then that was made even harder by our best receiver getting injured. And I feel like eventually day did figure it out and just started running the ball. And then we just coasted to victory, but I felt like he was just being so stubborn about it. He's like, no, we're just going to keep throwing. Cause this is a big game. We're on national. We just got to keep throwing. It's like, just win the game, run the ball. Like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't see much of the game, so I, I can't, um, but you know, they won 21, 10, you know, Yes. They're the number two or three team in the country. He's 35 and four as the head coach of Ohio State. <laughs> Last year, they had a bad year. They won the Rose Bowl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, and you keep talking about like Luke Fickle and Marcus Freeman. Like, you know, Luke Fickle, who we'll see. Uh, he had a good year last year. He's 0-1 this year. Marcus Freeman has quite literally won zero games <laughs> as a <laughs> I know they no, went I... there, but you know. Right. Okay. He didn't go there. He didn't go to the school. Where did he go, Ryan Day? I don't even know. I don't know. I know he coached at New Hampshire. Maybe he played okay. there. Not, That's I problem. realize he's not one of you, but he I might know. be fortunate because he's really, really good. I don't know. I just like <laughs> I I totally acknowledge that it's not rational. That all the evidence is against me. Literally all of it. Even the I thought I thought coming into this conversation, I had a point about how he inherited a Ferrari. And I feel like you've just totally dismissed me. That. You didn't even mention Nebraska. They're dead. They're just right. totally dead Lots as a program. Miami. You know, I mean, look, let's look at Ohio state. Like even, you know, had that little, whatever, you know, way back when, like between yeah. John Cooper and Jim Trestle, even, and then, you know, the Trestle years for all their success and, you know, your enjoyment of them. And they had the one national title, you know, like, there were a lot of years in that where they were, you know, winning the Big Ten, but then getting smacked around and like had this reputation of like Ohio State, even though like through that whole period, they were still producing NFL players, I think, at a rate that like matched anybody. Yeah. But well, they were getting killed in big games. Definitely. And I think you're completely right about everything you're saying. I think that what makes certain programs just last through generations is the school and or the fan base and boosters and probably everybody is just willing to change with the times. Like, what do you have to do to be at the top now? Oh, you have to do this. All right, fine. We're doing that. We're not going to not do that. And not to say that, you know, like Nebraska or USC or anybody was taking a moral stand, but it is like, with just sort of the way you could just tell by the way they handle things. It's not as much of a priority. Like Ohio state is at the forefront of just about everything. Cause it's just like, whatever is necessary, that's the thing we're going to do. And that's what Alabama does. And like, now that's what Georgia does. And you know, that's, I think what kind of separates those teams. Like, you know, Trestle was great when Trestle was Trestle. And even then, you're right. We were getting blown out in big games, and I loved Trestle. But it was actually just – I kind of wanted him to stop because it was breaking my heart to just watch him lose these big games time after time after time. And I actually hated Urban Meyer. But he's exactly what we needed. We needed someone to come in and be like, Trestle's a good person, and that's the problem. You need a terrible person. (laughs) You need someone who's going to do anything. Whatever it takes. Right. And so that that's like what we needed him to do. And that's just what they did. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's a great job. And I get the idea that he, he can't do what, you know, might be tolerated in, you know, he couldn't have years like Jim Harbaugh has survived. Like I I agree with you there. I don't think that would be acceptable, but I don't think he's done anything other than like, everything you could hope i mean unless it's like literally you know especially when you consider that the college football playoff is four teams you know like you can't expect to be in that every single year like i agree it's gonna expand to 12 but i yeah that's a i agree you will be in it every year but and yeah we're definitely in it every year yeah 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 
I agree. I want also to be fair to me. I'm not just like constantly carrying on about how Ryan Day has to go. That's true. It's just like when things get a little dicey in a game, I start to side eye him first. Right, right. Which I guess I get. He's got a, you know, he's got a face problem, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. And the beard's not helping him either. Right, right. But yeah, it's just right. You know, when things are going well, I leave him alone. But when times are tough, it's like. All right. I guess, I mean, I'm just like he. I mean, to me, he just seems like he's doing a very good job out there. Like, I mean, I mean, they got the best quarterback in the country, and they got you know they the the, the had to transfer the like second best quarterback in the country because he was behind the best quarterback in the country, and then <laughs> now their new backup is probably the third best quarterback in the country, like. By the way, I am so excited to hate Quinn Ewers. I yeah, hate uh, him. Yeah, yeah. I am so happy to not like that guy. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good one. He's yeah. probably better to have as a villain than a friend. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And Ohio State, look, I'm going to leave Ryan Day alone because they have two games against just barely relevant teams coming up. So Because honestly, Notre Dame, too. Like, God, why just can't you they're, just they're two like two and twenty two against top five teams since nineteen ninety nine. Wow. They just you know what's weird is like they had a great recruiting class, like whatever. They were right at the top of every ranking, like um but I don't know. I mean, that offense didn't look, you know, they got this young quarterback who's supposed to be good. Like, he didn't seem very impressive. No. You know, their backup quarterback is from New Canaan. Yeah, wasn't he? Uh, he wasn't the starter last year. He's just the no, backup now. He played a little bit last year, but only. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did know that. That's crazy. You know, it was funny. They had a situation last year where they had that guy, Jack Cohn from Wisconsin, who's like a fifth year senior and like, you know, the boring kind of like whatever pocket passer, don't make any mistakes guy. And you were just like, just get him out of here and put in the younger, more exciting player, you know? And it's like, you know, you see why sometimes that's, that doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Right. The, <laughs> the coaches are always at all the practices is the thing. Right. They see it all. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. They're like, this guy's not going to, he's going to make many less mistakes and more good plays. And this other guy is not going to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to get it. I don't know if it's like, maybe there's Notre Dame people who were excited about that performance. Like they didn't get totally crushed, but like, I don't think they did enough that you could really take much out of it either. Yeah. I should really speak to the Notre Dame fans because I know how they're feeling because of the losses you were talking about earlier, right? Where it's like, all right, we just didn't get blown out. We just, yeah, we, sh- we showed up to this game. So at least we're still going to take a beating, but at least we don't have to eat total humiliation. Yeah, And that's a fine feeling to have. You know, maybe it does mean that you're on the right track. Maybe it means Marcus Freeman is your guy. Or maybe you just stink. Right. I don't think, see, I don't think they did enough to get, like, they at least, they didn't get humiliated and the season is ahead. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe this effort will look more impressive as the year goes on. But like, 
they didn't do enough to me for anyone to feel good about that performance. You know, like it's like you either really hang in there and you're a threat or, you know, I don't think you get to take much away from it. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Notre Dame, like also what's Notre Dame's problem? Like you guys had Brian Kelly for like a decade. What is their problem? Get over the hump. Yeah. Just get over yourselves a little. (laughs) Right. Right. Just do what it takes. (laughs) I didn't watch the game, but I loved knowing that uh, LSU lost in like brutal fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. What a creep that guy is. (laughs) Yeah. He is a creep. What a phony baloney. How he gets people to play for him, I'll never understand. He's just a screaming asshole. I know. like a total phony. Like, can't believe there's never been, like, audio that's come out that's, like, destroyed his career, you know? (laughs) Nobody's ever taped him saying a bunch of horrible shit. (laughs) Like, he's, like, the villain from, like, that kind of movie where the end of the movie is, like... Oh, totally. (laughs) I mean, he sort of looks like John Voight a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. (laughs) That's so true. I know. I mean, look, he killed a guy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he didn't really kill him, but, you know. Right, right. He oversaw a student's death, you know, like, by negligence. I just, right. Right. Not, right. It wasn't trivial. It was like, you know, it was a bad choice. He put that kid in a dangerous position. Right. For no good reason. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I don't get it. I mean, the fact that he even survived that at Notre Dame. Right. Is, is pretty wild. Right, it is pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. So, how are your kids like in the new school? You know, so far, so good. Like, I think they like it as a facility because it's bigger and better than their school. Um, but they seem to be doing well. We actually went back to Hoboken for the weekend. So Alice saw all her friends. And I think, um, when she sees her friends, she gets a little sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We went to a 16 handles in Fairfield when they have one of those in Hoboken and she started kind of tearing up because of this, like reminded her home and like, Oh man. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's rough. But uh, otherwise, the, you know, they're doing very good. Like, we've met a lot of people. Um, I'm going to the Gaelic club a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the what? The, the GAC, as they call it. Uh, the, the Gaelic uh, something, Gaelic American club. <laughs> it's for Irish Americans. Um, you joined a club for uh, Irish people? I, I have not joined it, but our dear friend Zach is a member. Um, so this is really funny. So there's this place and you can go and it's kind of fun because it's like old timey Irish folks. There's a bar there and you can join. It's cheap. And then like the drinks are pretty cheap and they have a restaurant and then there's this outdoor area that like kids can play in. So people like to go there for dinner and their kids run around. Um, but it's weird, you know, like you have to be Irish to join. (laughs) So you can't join. I could join because I'm part Irish. Um, do you have to prove that? I'm not sure. Like you do, 
but I, I don't think it's like, you know, that difficult. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, he's been going there because he likes that the kids can run around and you can get dinner. But so I've gone now with him like two or three times. And then another family we met reached out and invited us to go to the Gaelic club. And oh. I was like, Jesus Christ, guys, like there's a lot of restaurants in this town. Like, <laughs> like, this is my fifth trip to the Gaelic club and it's a nice place, but like, you know, I'm ready to explore. <laughs> I was not, expe- I just, I wasn't expecting the Gaelic club to be this big a part of my life. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have ever expected you to join an Irish club. Well, I ever. haven't joined, this... and I don't oh, think I'm okay. going to either. Um, <laughs> I feel more comfortable as a guest at the Gaelic club. Right. I think that's. I think that fits actually. Yeah, it, you know, I, like it doesn't have like it's not like it has a pool or something like that. Like, right. I will say it does have like four dollar beers. Um, Oh, and are they like good beer? Are they like Irish beers? Yeah, I mean they've got like your your Guinness and your Smittics, and then but you know then they've got like regular American beers and a couple IPAs, and you know. Oh, nice. Yeah. All four dollar beers. Like four or five. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You are like oh, you do realize what a difference that makes, my God! When you order around, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can't I believe know. how much I usually spend for this. Yeah. I mean, right. When you're ordering rounds, I mean, that's the thing too about your new setup is like you're ordering rounds. Like I haven't ordered a round forever because I just don't go anywhere. Right. Right. I'll tell you, I had like the most social last four days I've had in like five years. I like, because we went back to Hoboken and again, like I grabbed drinks with Zach and a couple of his friends and then we had dinner with another couple the next night. And then I, again, Saturday, I went to this thing in Hoboken. And then Sunday, we had some people over. And it's quite something. I was like, wow. I was like, so in a joke at a Joanna, I'm like, you know, this is all moving pretty fast with a lot of these new people. You know, I, <laughs> I like to take about two to three years before I really start i mean i you're telling me about this first of all, i was just feeling anxiety you telling right, me about all right. this socializing and i would but like sounds like you were about to just be like and then we had this key party that we went right. to like, <laughs> i know right i'm like we're moving very fast here i need to we need to take a step back <laughs> this is too much that's a lot of socializing it was a lot of socializing yeah it has been nice, you know, having the house. Like, it was nice to have. I had we had Zach over for dinner. I haven't had anyone over for dinner. Yeah, in seven or eight years, maybe, maybe, probably. Yeah, we stopped in to have dinner with you guys at Hob in Hoboken, like probably before Haley, I think. Like at our house, at our apartment. Yeah, because yeah. you remember how Nicole's friends lived in like. Jersey City or like right over. Yeah. Right there. 
And I was like, it was probably like one of the first times I went out there and I realized how close we were to you. And I just texted you and we just stopped by for an impromptu dinner. Right. And I was like, oh man, this was so nice. We should do this again. We'd never do it again. <laughs> never again. Very <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I mean, you know, I, a bit too, but still. Yeah. No, right. I hung out with Tyler on uh, Monday. Nice. Because he's back in Williamsburg. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I met up with him and Simon, and I brought Haley. And we had a, a nice little event in uh, in Dumbo. It's pretty cool. That is good. You know, so I also went to buy, I bought some legal marijuana in New Jersey um, while I was there. But oh. I forgot my license, or I seem to have lost my driver's license. So <laughs> I had to have my wife go and purchase it. <laughs> She truly loves me, so she went. But it was it was like real shopping. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I know, just a brand. New I don't world. know what it would feel like to go into like to be in jail for like some kind of marijuana distribution or marijuana related crime and go into one of these places. Like, oh my god, I know. Like, uh, iPad in the front where you sign in, and then <laughs> right. You go in, and there's like store people who are like, "Welcome, like, what are you interested <laughs> in?" You know, it's like. The gummies are over here, and here's the vapes, and yeah, and they're all like, it's like it might as well be like going to, you know, the Apple Store, um, uh, yeah, or the Genius Bar. Like it's the same vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and so, wait, you went, why were you in New Jersey anyway? Just to visit Hoboken friends? Yes, uh, it was a friend of Alice's birthday, and they were doing a sleepover party. Um, oh, so we went and we slept over, and then I made us all stop in Maplewood to buy drugs for Daddy. That's <laughs> <laughs> a family event. <laughs> How old are they when the sleepovers start? Um, well, they've both done one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of depends on the kids or the kid group or the parents, right? Um, but I would say Haley is right on the cusp. Haley's demanding sleepovers. She, does she want them or she wants to go to them? Both. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Ultimate. not surprised. I think yeah. the time is now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet you'll have one before the year is over. Okay. Yeah. Probably true. You'll make them Do you... French toast and <laughs> be weird. <laughs> Do you know uh, the Broadway show The Six? No. It's about the six wives of Henry VIII. Oh, okay. And there's like commercials for it, and it's like the women performing like divorced, beheaded, died, like divorced, beheaded, survived. And like, so Haley became obsessed with that song. (laughs) The inevitable questions followed. She is totally obsessed with Henry VIII and his six wives. Really? Like, completely obsessed with it. We had to tell her, you can't talk to your friends about this. It's too inappropriate. Right, right. Don't bring it up at school. It'll be weird. Right. Like, she talks about it. She's just like, well, and Henry was, he had girlfriends while he was married to Anne Boleyn. And so then she got some boyfriends, and then he got really mad, so he cut her head off. Just explain it like that. (laughs) 
you know, she's like right. so fascinated by yeah, it. Like, mean, it's, it's pretty, it's quite something when you think about right, it. Right. Yeah, right. It's jarring to know that could happen. <laughs> right. It used to be a routine part of life. Off the right. head. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Alrighty. On that note. All right. Good night, everybody. Off with their heads. Ha, ha, ha.